You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Boeing is going to pay $2.5 billion, that's with a B, to resolve a case of criminal conduct brought by the federal authorities on their 737 MAX certification of that airplane. Getting that plane back in the air, got to pay some money. Get back going again with the 737. That's what we're talking about today. If you're new here, my name's Sean Reynolds. I own Summit Properties Northwest and Reynolds Decline Appraisal. I'm a real estate guy. I read the news. Let's get into it. Boeing to pay $244 million penalty to settle fraud charges tied to the 737 max crashes. This is a Seattle Times article. They always have great articles on the the whole Boeing thing. And I'm a little bit reluctant to cover Boeing at times because I think that it's kind of boring. But I've had enough input from you guys where you're like, hey, I was a 30 year veteran of Boeing. Anything that news about that company, it's not boring. Keep reading the news, real estate man. That's what I get. So I'm going to keep reading the news on Boeing. Boeing has agreed to pay just over $2.5 billion dollars to resolve a federal charge of criminal misconduct for how its employees misled regulatory officials during certification of the 737 MAX, the Department of Justice announced Thursday. So we've got the Department of Justice, we've got the certification of the 737 MAX, we've got a fine that crosses into criminal misconduct. Ah, that is not good for how its employees, they misled regulatory officials. This this sounds serious. This sounds ominous, doesn't it? Of that amount, of the $2.5 billion, of that amount, only 243.6 million, that's the 244 you saw in the headlines, only 243.6 million, less than 10%, is a fine paid to the U.S. government because they need fine money, right? Fine paid to the U.S. government for the criminal conduct, in quotes, which reflects a fine at the lower end of the sentencing guidelines, the court agreement states. So they paid a fine on the lower end. They're just like, okay, I got a traffic ticket. How do we get out of this? Well, we write a check for the fine. The rest includes an additional $500 million that Boeing commits to pay in compensation to the families of the 346 people who died in two crashes of the MAX. All right, so we got some money going to the family who actually had loved ones that died. However, 70% of the $2.5 billion cited in the settlement, or $1.77 billion, again with a B, is compensation to Boeing's airline customers that the company has already agreed to pay. Indeed, that's just a fraction of what it has agreed to pay them. It's a fraction. Just enormous numbers, right? With Boeing, it's always just big, big with a B. The agreement stipulates that if Boeing meets a series of requirements, the charge of criminal fraud will be dropped after three years. So Boeing, you got to keep your nose clean. It's like going on probation. You can't be out drinking with the boys. You can't be doing stuff. You certainly can't send out any tweets that might be inappropriate. You got to keep in line. We're watching you. Don't do anything that you shouldn't be doing. Critically, this avoids a potential criminal conviction of Boeing as a company. Now, why would that be important? That's important for Boeing as a key U.S. defense contractor. A conviction could have excluded it from future government contracts. It's like when you have a felony, you're just not you're not eligible for all kinds of life stuff, right? 
So if you are a company and you are a U.S. Con defense contractor, you can't have a criminal record either. So those are the rules and Boeing, it looks like, aims to follow them. With that possibility looming, large corporations typically opt for this kind of deferred prosecution settlement rather than taking their chances in court. Nobody that has anything to lose ever wants to take their chances in court because it's a roll of the dice, isn't it? What kind of mood did the judge wake up in today? Did he get in an argument with somebody on Facebook or on Twitter over some just reference that is going to have a major impact in your case? Maybe. Judges don't really use Twitter. They don't really use social media like that. Because guess what? It doesn't work out well for judges. But I'm just saying, those are the kinds of things that, that are so arbitrary that can have a massive implication in your case. And then you are left to go, that's not what my attorney said would happen. That's that's not what I thought was going to go down here. How did that happen? That's how it goes. Court is arbitrary. Everybody wants to think the law is cut and dried. It's black and white. It is not. It is open to the interpretation of the judge. U.S. House Transportation Committee Chair Peter DeFazio from Oregon, who led a major investigation into the crashes and who last month helped propel into law major reform of the FAA certification process, called the agreement a slap on the wrist. That's what I kind of thought when I read the numbers. I'm like, for a big company, for, for getting out of a criminal deal, criminal charges, that seems kind of cheap. But what do I know? I don't ever deal with fines in the millions or billions. You know what I mean? Thousands are kind of the extent to which my experience has gone in. Okay, so you did that wrong. Here's what we're going to fine you. Not that I have been fined, but, um, you know, in real estate, you're always, something's always going sideways and people are doing stuff and you see other companies and other brokers. And it's like, oh, hey, well, I guess that's how much it costs when you commit that type of thing that's in violation of the policies that be. The settlement sidesteps any real accountability in terms of criminal charges, DeFazio said. From where I sit, this attempt to change corporate behavior is pathetic. Senior management and the Boeing board were not held to account. And in fact, the former CEO skated out with more than $60 million. This is when people are like, oh, that guy shouldn't have taken any money with him at all. Yeah, well, you know, same thing in the court. It's in his contract. So that's what it reads. That's what he gets. Doesn't matter what the company does. It's the contract, right? Zipporah Kuria of the United Kingdom, who lost her father, Joseph Kuria Wataka. I probably butchered that. I'm sure I did. Who was 55 years old in the crash of the Ethiopian Airlines Flight 302 in March 2019. Zipporah Kuria, she called the news somewhat bittersweet. So Boeing's, Boeing's paying a fine. Boeing is paying out to the family members. But don't you think she'd probably rather have her dad back who's who was only 55? Probably no amount of money. No, no, no millions can bring a family member back. So you get a big check and you're like, huh? All right. This goes a little bit towards how I'm feeling. But money doesn't really do it. Dad ain't coming back. He's not going to be there for Christmas. That sucks. And that's where the whole corporate liability and the amount of money, how much does it cost for one life? Well, kind of know here, right? 
I don't know what it breaks down to because I haven't really seen those numbers, but that's inevitably what, you know, payouts and insurance and all that. That's what it comes down to is what is a human being's life worth? It won't bring our this uh, quote from Zipporah Kuria. It won't bring our loved ones, but at least there is clarity that their deaths weren't incidental and there is clarity in liability. I would rather give back the cl whole clarity issue and get a much fatter check. That's what I'd rather do. Yeah, you guys can have that. Uh, you can have that claim that you took responsibility for this. Make my check three times as big. That's what I would. That's what I would want to do. But um, I'd rather not face that scenario at all because that means all of my family members are still living. That's where you want to be, unfortunately. However, she added that for Boeing, the penalty doesn't even scratch the surface of justice. That's kind of what I was thinking. Um, it's like, so that all happened. And Boeing is taking some responsibility, but that's part of their deal in court. So they don't have to go to trial because that might not work out. And then Boeing would be liable for literally billions of dollars more inevitably. The individual's responsibility at Boeing should not be retiring or resigning with bonuses. They should be held criminally liable for their actions, she said. Criminal conduct, next section. The criminal complaint charges the company with one count of conspiracy to defraud the government by supplying false information to the FAA during certification of the jet. Department of Justice said the criminal charges center on the conduct of two former 737 MAX program employees, Chief Technical Pilot Mark Forkner and his deputy Patrick Gustafson, whose job was to finalize the pilot training requirements for the airplane. Those two deceived the FAA about a new flight control system on the MAX, the Maneuvering Characteristics Augmentation System, MCAS, that activated erroneously to cause both crashes, the Department of Justice said. Because of their deception, a key document published by the FAA Airplane Evaluation Group lacked information about the MCAS, and in turn, airplane manuals and pilot training materials for U.S.-based airlines lacked information about the MCAS, the Department of Justice said. Acting Assistant Attorney General David Burns of the Justice Department's Criminal Division said, Boeing's employees chose the path of profit over candor by concealing material information from the FAA concerning the operation of its 737 MAX airplane and engaging in an effort to cover up their deception. Okay, so what I'm going to add here is we've just named two guys, right? This was far more reaching than two guys. There's a whole bunch of people that are in on this that aren't named. Was it the CEO? I don't know. But an issue this big? Yeah, that probably goes right to the top, right? Hey, we've got this issue. It involves, you know, the plane crash. You remember that? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Here's the liability we have, you know, just that whole conversation, conversation with attorneys, conversation with Department of Justice. How are we going to make this go away? How much money are we going to have to spend? How much are we going to have to talk about how sorry we are that we killed these all these family members? That's all the stuff that goes into one of these cases, right? This resolution holds Boeing accountable for its employees' criminal misconduct 
addresses the financial impact of Boeing's airlines customers, and hopefully provides some measure of compensation to the crash victims, families, and beneficiaries, Burns said. Neither Forkner nor Gustafson nor other Boeing employees who were interviewed by the FBI have been charged. So nobody got charged. Boeing on a corporate level cuts a series of enormous checks and they get their planes into the air and they keep going. It's what Boeing's doing. However, the court document notes that the agreement protects only the company, not individuals, from prosecution. It further notes that evidence arising from the Department of Justice investigation may be used to bring charges of perjury, obstruction of justice, or making a false statement. So is this case going to keep on going on? I don't know. Are other charges going to be put out there? Are other court cases going to come out? Not sure. Patrick Gustafson never hid anything from the FAA or any pilot, his attorney James Bennett said in a statement Thursday. He has been completely committed to the safety of passengers and crew, except for all those who died, and claim to the any contrary is false. Okay, but I just threw in my claim kind of based on what I know here in the story. Forkner's attorney, David Gerger, did not respond to a request for comment Thursday. However, early last year, he issued a statement saying that Forkner did his job honestly, and his communications to the FAA were honest. Okay, but their names are coming up in not such an honest manner. They did something. Are these guys just the scapegoats for this whole thing? Maybe they are. I don't know. Not really sure. But somebody's got some liability. Responding to the news Thursday, lawyers for the families of the victims of Ethiopian Airlines Flight 302 dismissed the focus on the wrongdoings of the two technical pilots as just just the tip of the iceberg of Boeing's wrongdoing. That's kind of what I was thinking was that, you know what? It's not those two guys. It's It goes right to the top. They're all kind of complicit in it. They're all just trying to figure out in a big scale because Boeing is a big company. How do we get out of this mess? What do we do to work our way through? In a statement, lawyers Bob Clifford, Stephen Marks, and Justin Green characterized the Department of Justice agreement as Boeing paying billions of dollars to avoid criminal liability while stonewalling and fighting the families in court. All right. Granted, that is a uh, that's an attorney for the plaintiffs, I believe, or uh, not uh, not for the plaintiffs, but uh, an attorney for the families. This agreement, including the Crash Victim Beneficiaries Fund, has no bearing on the pending civil litigation against Boeing, which we plan to prosecute fully to ensure the families receive the justice they deserve and the money. So there's going to be some more money paid out. How much? I don't know. But this is a big one. This is one of those cases where it's like, oh, my gosh, that's a lot of money. But I mean, how often do you have a case where a plane goes down and it kills? How many people was it? Was it 300? And no, it's flight 302. 347 people, I think, total. I mean, just horrible. Can you imagine? Just That's just awful. The legal team added that the FAA should not have allowed the 737 MAX to return to service pending transparent and independent safety reviews. After grounding the MAX for 20 months in November, the FAA allowed the MAX to resume flying 
Following protracted design reviews and technical improvements, international regulators are set to follow this month. To get the criminal charges dropped in three years, the agreement requires Boeing to continue to cooperate with the Department of Justice fraud section in current and future investigations and prosecutions, and to report any allegation of a violation of U.S. fraud laws committed by its employees. Sounds to me like Boeing got off kind of easy on this one, right? But maybe their liability isn't, it's not all done. We could see some cases, probably some big cases. I don't know. Then that's the behind the scenes stuff. You're always like, well, we'll just have to wait and see on that one, see how that goes. In addition, Boeing must meet the fraud section at least quarterly and submit yearly reports regarding proposals to ensure its compliance with the U.S. and foreign government regulations. Here's Boeing's response. Dave Calhoun, Boeing's chief executive officer, their CEO, in a note to employees Thursday called the agreement a substantial settlement of a very serious matter. That to me sounds like, man, we got off pretty lucky. That's just what I read into it. A substantial settlement of a very serious matter. He's trying to put this bad boy to bed, right? Oh, we paid out a lot of money on a really serious matter. Glad that's behind us. Glad that's done. Whew. Wow. On to the next, right? Guy's got to say something. It's just whenever CEOs talk, it's like, hmm, okay, whatever. I firmly believe that entering into this resolution is the right thing for us to do. How many other options do you have? Not a lot. You could fight it in court. Let's see what the judge says. Yep, you could do that. A step... Um, a step that appropriate. I firmly believe that entering into this resolution is the right thing for us to do. A step that appropriately acknowledges how we fell short of our values and expectations. But since we can write these really big checks, we're off the hook. And I'm okay with that. I'm kind of glad with that. I'm making stuff up here because all you can do at this point in time is kind of read in between the lines and go, okay, what really happened there? Because this sounds like this sounds like people just kind of covering over what really happened. Boeing sought to mitigate the impact of the charge by noting that just two former Boeing employees were involved in the criminal conduct cited. Look, look, see, it's only two of our guys. It's only these two over here. Just focus on these two guys because those, all those guys over there, not so much. That's not, that's not who you want to look at. Just those two right over there. That's what it always seems to me to me. It's like, really? Just those two guys? I don't know. But, you know, they probably got a team of attorneys who said, all right, they sat down and they analyzed it. And they said, okay, to minimize our risk, you two jokers over here, you're going to take the fall for this. But don't worry, it's not going to be too bad because we've got a crack legal team and we can get us all out of this shenanigan of a mess, right? That's what we're working on. Calhoun's message to employees recalled the infamous text message and email exchanges between the two pilots, full of derogatory remarks about the FAA, the airlines, suppliers, and Boeing colleagues that the company belatedly turned over to the FAA and the Department of Justice. So somebody got a hold of these emails and whatever it was, text messages and emails, and then they decided okay, maybe this limits a little bit of our liability here. 
let's run with that stuff. Let's run this up the flagpole and see where it goes. Can't hurt us. We're already up on criminal misconduct charges. Let's try and get a little of the heat off. Those two guys, it's those guys. Look at those guys over there. That's what this kind of reminds me of. But what would I know? I just know real estate. The agreement reflects that those former employees, in addition to showing deep disrespect for our regulators and customers, also intentionally failed to inform FAA training officials about changes in MCAS's design. It's those guys. Those guys are the ones that did it. Let's blame them. The agreement recognizes that other Boeing employees did inform other officials and organizations with the FAA about MCAS, Boeing said in a statement. While we deeply regret the conduct described in the agreement, I am confident that it isn't reflective of our employees as a whole or the culture or character of our company, Calhoun told employees. How many times has Boeing been through this little song and dance? A lot Am I mistaken there? Boeing employees, former Boeing employees, let me know in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube. I think I think Boeing's, I, I seem to remember, I should have looked this up beforehand, but I seem to remember Boeing coming out of this kind of stuff fairly regularly. Like they got some liability, plane goes down, that kind of thing, something happens, you know, engine falls off, whatever. Then they go through all this stuff and eventually there's a settlement. We pointed a couple of guys and go, them! Indeed, the Department of Justice fraud section concluded that the misconduct was neither pervasive across the organization, okay, so it gets everybody else off the hook, nor undertaken by a large number of employees, most of everybody is off the hook with that, nor did it facilitate, was it facilitated by senior management, because they weren't involved at all. It's just those two guys. And I jest, because we all know that that is not true. It was not facilitated by senior management. Okay, somebody facilitated it. And usually senior management is the ones that kind of handles that, right? That's why in front of their name, which says management, it says senior. I don't know. Is Boeing an exception to this rule? I don't think so. Nevertheless, the Department of Justice press statement emphasized the culpability of the company for the misleading statements, half-truths, and omissions. You guys omitted some stuff there. You're going to have to pay. You're going to have to cut a check. You had a half-truth. Part of this sentence is accurate. The other, that's kind of a, that's a, that's a little bit of a lie. Therefore, we're going to give you a half-truth on that one. And that's the two, what the two pilots communicated to the FAA. Why would two pilots just randomly, okay, we're going to give you some bad info. We're going to take, we're just going to take the fall here for all those other guys up there getting paid way more. This case sends a clear message. The Department of Justice will hold manufacturers like Boeing accountable for defrauding regulators, especially in the industries where the stakes are this high, said the U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of Texas, Aaron Neely Cox. This is just, this is just a bunch of corporate mumbo-jumbo, isn't it? I mean, it really is. Boeing's development of the MAX fell tragically short in other ways, besides the one where Forkner and Gustafsson were implicated. The lack of pilot training and the omission of any information for the airlines about MCAS, uh, incomplete and fragmentary information about the design and potential danger of MCS was provided to the FAA's safety engineers, and Boeing managers brought undue pressure to bear on some of its engineers who were evaluating the jet systems on behalf of the FAA. 
Got a lot of stuff just kind of coming and going here, don't we? Always do. There's always a whole bunch of behind the scenes stuff. Guaranteed, people that know that know that are on the inside of this, or have been on the inside of this, they probably look at this article and go, Okay, yeah, here's, here's what happened there, there, there and there. I've just been reading articles about Boeing for I don't know, since I was a kid since I was probably in middle school, or, you know, it's a business thing. And Boeing such a big component of the Pacific Northwest, that you're always reading a story. And it seems like Boeing's always you know, we feel really badly for the families of the victims that were, you know, uh, impacted by this unfortunate event. That story just keeps going. A Boeing engineer, Curtis Eubank, blew the whistle internally after the second crash about flight control system improvements proposed for the MAX that might have prevented the accidents but reje were rejected on cost grounds. Uh-oh. So they had a solution. Nah, that's too expensive. Let's just roll with what we've got, see where it goes. Eubank also drew attention to inadequacies in the crew alerting system on the MAX that were never addressed because Boeing, at the insistence of its airline customers, decided to keep the flight deck on the MAX largely unchanged from the previous 737 model, which crashed. And I threw in the which crashed. That wasn't really in the article. But, I mean, that's just... that. Yeah. However, the Department of Justice does not mention any criminal wrongdoing in these failures. Under the terms of the agreement, here's what Boeing must pay. Call it $244 million as criminal monetary penalty. $500 million to the fund to compensate the relatives of the 346 passengers who died in the two MAX crashes. That is, that is barely over a million bucks a person. Is that normal? Is that what a normal payout is on something like this? I got a feeling that the civil lawsuits would be much, much larger. $1.77 billion in compensation payments to Boeing's Max Airline customers. Okay, so they get $1.77 billion, and the families who actually had people who died, half a billion. Okay, Boeing said that with the compensation to customers already included in previous quarterly disclosures, it will declare an accounting write-off of $743.6 million for the other two amounts in the fourth quarter. Aside from the cost of compensating victims' families, Boeing has previously estimated the total cost of the max grounding in extra production expenses and customer compensation costs at $20.6 billion, including $8.8 billion in compensation to airlines. So the numbers that we're talking about here of two and a half billion, kind of chump change. And, you know, it's like a little, a little less or a little more than 10% of their total costs. But um, yeah, enormous dollars at stake here. And enormous dollars at stake moving forward, meaning Boeing, you either can or you can't move that 737 forward um, to the marketplace. Chuck Herman, a Tacoma-based attorney who represents families of 51 victims of the two crashes, said Thursday, Boeing previously had distributed $144.5 thousand dollars to the beneficiaries of each of the 346 crash victims from a $50 million compensation fund set up by the company in 2019. So they've given $144.5 to each of the crash victims' families. Now they're going to give a um, little over a million. Okay. Still doesn't bring dad back, does it? Uh, so the attorney for the crash victims' families, 
There was deception in several directions, and they definitely deserve to be punished. Boeing deceived the FAA, their customers, and the pilots of the airplanes. All of that is important, and this action today reveals that, Herman said. I'm reasonably satisfied that Boeing's deception has been revealed, and they can't deny it. No, but they're just cutting a check and basically getting off, right? And isn't that the way kind of big corporate works? Yet Michael Stumo, father of Samya Rose Stumo, 24, who died in the Ethiopian crash, said the settlement holds no one at the company accountable and called the fine a rounding error for Boeing. They just, they're rounding. I mean, it's just like, oh, it's, it's, he's basically just saying it's negligible. This settlement is protection for Boeing rather than justice, Stumo said. It is a continuation of Boeing evading accountability and transparency. All right, so that's really about all I'm going to go into there. So big, big settlement case for Boeing that is ongoing. Lots of civil payouts or not the uh, uh, lots of payouts to families that are basically undisclosed. Um, I think Boeing got off kind of kind of easy on this one. They just paid out some money. Nobody's really kind of at fault. We got a couple of pilots here that. I think are basically fall guys for this whole thing because whether they want you to believe that it went higher, I mean, clearly it did. I mean, let's not be dumb. This whole thing, these whole things to me are just like, all right, we're not really being told the whole story. We're being told we're told the whole story, but that's not the case. What is the real deal? The real deal is somewhere outside the edges of this story, but people are getting paid out. Okay. I mean, that's about as good as you're going to hope for. You're never going to get as much money out of big corporate as you want because inevitably it all comes down to you lost a family member, you can't bring them back. How much is big corporate going to pay for that loss of life? Not a ton. Not a ton here is kind of what I'm seeing. Although some of those private payouts um, that are undisclosed, those are for sure in the millions and millions of dollars. Because guess what? Boeing can pay it. They can pony up here and pay it. So Boeing kind of off the hook here. They're going to have to probably pay out some more stuff. Their attorneys are working on it. That is just how big corporate goes. And especially when it comes to a company as big as Boeing, because guess what? Bottom line is we need their planes in the air. Everybody knows it. They're such a major player within the whole economic structure of so many locations in the United States that do not have them kind of firing all cylinders. That's ah, not good for a lot of people. We need to hustle that process through, get their criminal liability over with so they can still do their government defense contract work. And everybody just kind of keeps on moving. If this were to happen to a small business, the small business would be over and said and done. But Boeing is not small. It is enormous. And they can take the hits. And that's what they're doing. They're paying it, paying some money out. Probably doesn't make their shareholders very happy at all. But Boeing's still in business. And they've got their 737 Max back in the air, right? Did a podcast on that a little bit ago. And um, it's interesting how many people really like to hear the stuff about Boeing. So that's it for this one. As um, as more comes out on this story, I think this one's about done. And what I read today was just it was a broad generalization of a lot of the stuff that's happened on this case, you can get way more in depth 
on so many issues within this case. But that was a story, that was an article that I thought kind of handled the, the broad strokes pretty well. And from, from my perspective, from what I know about this case, um, anything new that comes up, I will let you know right here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Thanks for sticking with me to the bitter end here. Um, I'll catch up with you guys soon. Thanks again for being here. Thanks for watching. Thanks for downloading the podcast. I'll catch up soon. Bye. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.